0: We are learning daf nun zayin, starting from the very top words in the Mishnah. So actually we're going away, digressing from what terms include what items. We're, we're, we're moving actually in a sense a little bit backwards because it's a mission that we've quoted before about the scope of a nether. In other words, if you ask for something, what happens to its growth, to its exchanges, so on and so forth. And then we get into a, a complex sugya that will... Relate in the dharm to other areas in halakha, but When something grows out of something else, uh, what is its status? So the Mishnah says, if someone said alive these fruits, and he specifies a certain fruit, you know this particular one, he's not offering you know apples or grapes, he's offering this particular fruit, and he says it should be a konim to me, I cannot get benefit, or konim mlp there, konim on my mouth, konim lifi there, konim to my mouth. In all these cases, since he is specifying that these fruits should be like hektish to him. What is the halacha? He's also for anything that is exchanged for it. So meaning, let's say this, this thing is now asrvana, and then it is sold, and then money comes in, 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 in place of it. When I say in place, like, that's the nature of an exchange. This is bimakum this. This is instead of that. So at this point now, it's also, um, to the thing that is exchanged for. What is the shot? The shot is that when the intent of the person, when he makes a vow, as we saw this back on Daphne Zayin, is that he's saying it should be like Hektish, right? He's saying it's konam. It should be like a carbon. And by hectish, there's such a halakha that not only is the item of hektish also for benefit, but it transfers its isser to anything exchanged for it. As hectish has that unique halakha. So that's why, like if you redeem something of hektish, for example, the money now becomes sanctified. So so too here, when you have a nadir, when you're when you're saying that these fruits should become like a hektish to me, like a carbon. So now your intent in that declaration is that anything which will be exchanged for it should also have the status of hectic. That's basically what you're, what you're thinking and that's what your, your words are trying to convey. So therefore, anything that's switched for it will be awesome. But if you wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily say that, just to be clear over here, we wouldn't say that if you offer like a class of, of fruit. If you said, you know, apples are forbidden to me, then you're not necessarily assumed to make the entire species like Hectish. You're just saying that I don't want to be eating that type of fruit. That's the, uh, the, the idea. So if you, you, you said that these fruits are conant to me, it's also in the things exchanged with the duleim and the things that grow out from them meaning to say the, 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 the growths, because there's such a halacha from, from hektish as well. When you, you plant something as hektish and something grows further, so then it will be, uh, be also as well, and that will apply here. But if he said, Sha'ani ochel, he said the fruits are according to me in that which I will eat, meaning he specifically is adding in that which I will eat. So, and, and, and the ron understands that he's, he's, he's not talking about a specific fruit at this point. He's just saying, you know, I'm not gonna eat these types of fruits. And he's focused upon these types of fruits that he won't eat, or Shani told him that he won't taste, so there we assume he's just trying to say that he's not going to eat or taste from those from, from, from this type of, of, of fruit, but it would be motive for him to eat or to taste the things that he, he, he gets in exchange or what grows from them. So basically we're saying a contrast. If you're offering a specific type of fruit, when you say Elu, you're saying this thing is like an item of haktish, so then you're intending for it to be mamish like haktish, and therefore anything exchanged that grows out will be usher as well in the future. But when you're discussing uh, like a, a species, like a class of fruit, and you say that I'm not going to eat them, so then we say that you're only offering the eating and uh, tasting of those fruits themselves, but anything in exchange that grows out would be permitted. The mission then concludes, but this whole idea that we we're talking about growths, bedavar shizaro kala, only where the, we're talking about a produce here, where the seed decomposes completely. So in other words, if you have something, an apple, right? So you have a seed and you put it in the ground, what happens to that seed? So it gets called. A so it goes into the ground. In other words, it's, it's, it's a seed which goes in, in the, in, into the ground and I think it decomposes and that's the term for it. And then as this decomposition occurs, that's the catalyst for new growth. So it's really like the death of the old brings about the birth of the new. I don't mean to be too like deep with that, but that, that's just like simply the way that the, the, the planting plot process is, is happening. But not all vegetables happen like that, right? If you have an onion, the famous bulb of an onion, it's not like a seed which decomposes in the ground, goes away, and then a new onion comes out. You plant a little bulb, and it grows bigger. So we look at that very differently in halacha. We look at that as an extension of the old thing. So out there, everything that we've been saying, we're talking about growth being like a new thing. And there, there was a distinction between whether you asher these fruits like hectares or you asher the class of fruit. So that's all when the seed decomposes. But if you're talking about where the seed does not decompose, and it 's just the thing itself that 's getting bigger, I feel and then even what grows from the things that grew from them would be Asur. so the point that we 're saying now is that is that if the original bulb is present. In, in the new plant, so then some part of it is just the original thing that was osser, So even in, so, so, no matter what you said, it's always going to continue to be asr. So the very important thing, and we'll see this distinction much more in the Gemara about the chilek between Davish Zarakala and Davashah Zarakala. So when, everything that we've been saying is different. It's only when Davashah Zarakala, when it does decompose and when you're looking at the growth as a new thing. But when it, it, it's Eyn Zarakala and, and, and it's just a, a, a larger entity from what was originally here. So then we see no matter how many grows they come, it's always going to be aser. Very similar rulings here. Somebody said to his wife, the work of your hands is a according to me. So this is an interesting thing because you can't aser work, right? It's totally an intangible thing. But what he's doing is he's actually asering the, the, the work. He's asering os- the, the, really the hands for what they produce. So the, the object of the nether, meaning the item that's becoming forbidden, is not the intangible work. The item that's becoming forbidden is actually his wife's hands. In other words, he's offering his wife's hands to him. But he's offering the hands not in an objective sense, but he's offering the hands for what they will produce. So the object of the nether is the hands. He's offering the hands for what they will make. Or he said, according to, my mouth, according, to fee, according to my mouth. In all these cases, again, we assume the same thing when he's coming now and, 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 and ossering the hands to be he like haktish, so oswer bechilufeim, he's oswer on the things that would be um, gotten in exchange for the or what grows. And the idea is pretty much like the Mishnah's previous case. But um, the point that we're saying is that, that, that when you aser, um the work of your hands, that's, that's basically equivalent to oswering these fruit. It has that same implication that it should be like haktish. And therefore, whatever is exchanged for it uh, would, would be oswer. However, if he said, Shani Ohul, he said, the work of your hands is the konamah meat just for my eating, Shani Tomer, my tasting. So again, there we assume it's limited. He's not telling to ask the exchange, be to the things received in exchange for them or what grew out from them. However, all this is, that's only where the seed decomposes, the net was in regarding produce where it does not decompose, then even what grows out of the growth would be ask. Okay, so now that we happen to mention a case. Of 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 a husband answering his wife's uh, hands for what they're going to produce, and you know we're talking about what would happen if she would work with the wheat and you know something like that answering her work. By the way, it's very complicated to be sure I'm trying to figure out. Like, let's say a husband said that. So then the next day, you know, the wife goes and she's grinding wheat and she makes it into flour and she makes bread, right? So what percentage of the bread is forbidden to the husband? Now it's like it's not so clear how to figure that out because he didn't offer the wheat. He didn't ask her the bread, he asked her the work that comes out of her hands, right? So, what is the labor? What, what is the work here that's from her hands? So, it's really, I guess, all the effort, all the toil of, of taking the wheat and, and, and all the steps involved to, to turn it into bread. So, when I have the finished product of bread, I had this very hard to quantify what, what, what value of that is, is forbidden to him. But that's what they're trying to discuss and struggle with here. But that's like that example. All right, so now the Mishnah is really just on a tangent just because you're talking about your wife's work. So the Mishnah continues. The person says, what you, will, what you make, I'm not going to eat until Pesach. So he's offering what, what she's making, but he's limiting it. He's putting a, 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 a limitation that, it's only not going, that he can only not benefit from it until Pesach. Or, what you make, I will not wear. You know, he's talking about his wife's production of garments. He's saying, what you will produce, I will not wear until Pesach. So then, also if Nei Pesach, she makes it before Pesach, Pesach." he limited it only until Pesach. So therefore, after Pesach finishes, even though she made it before Pesach, but after Pesach finishes, he's allowed to wear or to eat that thing because he wasn't just saying that what you do before Pesach is also forever. He was saying, I will not, before Pesach, I will not eat or wear what you make. But he's clearly limiting his eating and is wearing to be permitted after Pesach. So therefore, after Pesach, he's free to go. But, let's say, what you make until Pesach, I will not eat. So it's a question where the comma is. right? Here, the what you make until Pesach, comma, I will not eat. So he's offering himself to eat indefinitely. He's just limiting. It's only what she makes until Pesach that he will not eat indefinitely. He said, What you make until Pesach it will not wear. So then, Aslaf Pesach, if she makes one before Pesach, also veskasu Pesach. Then it's also for him to eat or wear it even after Pesach because the timeline on it was indefinite. He was just saying the item that he was offering was what you will make or wear, uh, what you will make or produce in your garments until Pesach. Now, similar, again, talking about husband and wife Pesach. a person who said to his wife before Pesach, that, what, that you can't get any benefit from me, whatever you'd have benefit from me would be a konam until Pesach. So he's ossering his stuff on his wife until Pesach, but he makes a stipulation, Im, if you go to your father's house anytime between now until sukkah. So basically, the point here is that a husband doesn't want his wife going to her father's house. So he says, that there is a konam on you that you can't benefit from me, which will go into effect if you go from any time now until Sukkis. This is the idea. So let's say right now it's the middle of the winter. So it's, he's got four months until Pesach, let's say. So he's offering his wife to have anything from his stuff until Pesach, on condition the nether is only triggered, will only go into effect if she goes from any time from now until Sukkis. So what's interesting is you'll never really know if she was allowed to benefit until Pesach, until Sukkot, which is after. So it's very interesting. It's like it, it, it's all hinging upon whether she will go in Sukkot. If she will go until Sukkot, at some point, let's say in the summer, she goes to her father's house, that would trigger the nedr. The neder therefore, was that she wasn't allowed to benefit in Pil Pesach. So practically, and this is what we actually spoke about um, way back on Daftas Vav, it's a very interesting question now. What is the... What, 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 what is the law? Meaning, is she allowed to roll the dice and benefit until Pesach and just assume she won't go to her father's house until Sukkot? So she'll be careful not to trigger the Nether. She doesn't trigger the Nether. She could go eat stuff. Or do we say, no, you can't eat things now because you might be transgressing the Nether if you would go to your father's house. So we can't trust you're not going to go to your father's house until Sukkot. So therefore, be careful and don't benefit now. So that was the discussion back on that as well. Because the Mishnah leaves it pretty vague. The Mishnah says, what is the law? It says, if she went before Pesach, so then she's ushered, so then she's to get benefit from him until Pesach, because once she went to her father's house, she triggers the konam, and therefore it's ushered. But the implication is that as long as she doesn't go, it would be mashma the Mishnah, she's, around, she's allowed to roll the dice and benefit from it. We don't say, hey, don't benefit because subsequently you might go to your father's house. It's more, it sounds like the way the Mishnah is presenting it, that, um, that if she went, and so now it's clearly in effect, so then, then at, that point, uh, uh, at that point, she'd be Asur. And the Gemara dealt with that on, back on the Vah. On the top of the Alamed Be'ez, La'achar Pesach, but if she went after Pesach, then she mama says the Bal in other words, we're talking about a case where she already had benefit before Pesach, and then she went to her father's house after Pesach, so retroactively she makes that she was over on the Konam, and when it emerged, that she did the wrong thing. Okay, now the Mishnah speaks about mamish, the opposite case. Shead and He said, to "His wife, what well, you would benefit from me is a konam until sukkos." So he's making the konam until sukkos, and the stipulation is: If you go to your father's house from now until Pesach. If you, now the stipulation is ending before the nether would go in effect. So here it's pretty simple. she went before Pesach. So now she triggered the nether. She also right benefit from him until Sukkot comes along. But she's always muttered to go to her father's house after Pesach, because why not? The whole stipulation was, if you go to your father's house until Pesach, then there's a nether, which is in effect that you can't benefit from me until, until uh, Sukkot. All right. So first we call for the Mishra so all these things that we were saying was, there was a distinction um, between if you're asked certain fruits or you just ask for fruits in general in terms of the things that grow out of them. But then the Mishnah said that all this distinction that we were making was only with color, where the seed decomposes. The thing that grows out is new, but if the seed doesn't, doesn't, doesn't decompose, you have let's say a bulb of an onion, just gets bigger. So then it's always, it's always forbidden. So now the Gemara moves to other areas of Halacha and turns it into a very general question. Yishmal Ish a person named Yishmal who lived by a village out by the sea. Some people say it's a village called Diyama. Hello He had the following question: Batsosha You have an onion from the shemitah year. You uprooted it during shemitah. So what is the law? Vegetables you go after when it's picked when it's uprooted from the ground. So this thing was uprooted during the Shemitah year. So since it was uprooted during the Shemitah year, it has Shemitah status. So what's the status of Shemitah? There are many different things, right? There's limitations of what you could do with it, from business you can do with it, when you have to consume it, by so many different halachos that are relevant to Shemitah produce. So it's certainly Shemitah produce. So what do you do? You replant that onion in the eighth year. Now what happens? In the eighth year, what happens is it grows a lot more than it ever was. So in other words, the size of the onion now is very large and there's more new growths that occurred from the eighth year than growths in the, in the onion that are from the seventh year. So let's just make sure. It used to be only a seventh year Shemitah status of onion, regular Shemitah onion. You then replant it and when you replant it, so what, have, what occurs now? It gets much bigger. You're planting in the eighth year. You have new growth. Eighth year growths are not Shemitah. Now, the majority of the growths and the size of the onion are from the eighth year. So the question here is, is what's the status of the onion? So the way that the Gemara presents it is as follows. So this is what he asks. The new, do we say that the, the, the new growth should be hatter because the new growths are from the eighth year? The original onion but essentially, it's also because it's from Shemitah, but given the rub of Meikro, since the new growths are bigger than the original, than the original size, also in Gedulah Hatter Malinus Eser. So the permitted growths should nullify, they should be Mavato, the, uh, the forbidden uh, uh, roots from the seventh year and be Matar, the whole plant. In other words, just like when I have a mixture, right? for something kosher and something treif. As long as there's more kosher than treif, then we say bitl. We say that the, the majority of the heter overwhelms the minority of the iser, and the status of the whole entity is uh, kosher. So maybe I could say the same thing here. I have a small little bit of a bulb of, of onion of iser because it was shemitah. And when we say iser here, we don't mean like it's eat, but we mean it has the restrictions of shemitah. And now I have that it was replanted, and most of it is eight, eight, eighth year growths, which are mutter type of growths. So we're saying that maybe I can employ the principle of and say I go after the majority. The majority is heter, So it's, therefore it's mevatel, the status of being a shemitah onion. It's not a shemitah onion. Oh, lo, maybe not. So what does the gemar mean or maybe not? So the ran learns, this is very important, machol Russian Russian ran. The ran learns that the gemar is saying maybe not because there's a new yesoy that whatever grows out of something is automatic in, a, in, in a something like an onion where it's not decomposing, it's just growing bigger. Whatever grows out of something automatically is like it. So you're assuming that the, the new girls should be mutter and therefore if they're a majority, they should nullify the minority from the seventh year. Just the opposite. By definition, if you grow out of something, you're assuming that status because you're just that thing getting bigger. If we follow that perspective, then it's possible you're not going to say that the eighth year things are being mavatal the seventh year status. Just the opposite. The seventh year status is just growing larger. And therefore the gedulin would all be the status of shemitah. That's the way the Rod learns. So according to the Rod, just let's get clarified. The, it's black and white here. Either we're gonna say the eighth year of things are permitted and therefore, of course, we would say Bittal, and therefore we wouldn't have a status of Shemitah at all. Or you would say the exact opposite, that the, the, since it grew out of Shemitah, it automatically is Shemitah, and therefore it's all Shemitah stuff. The Rosh learns that the Gemara is saying like this. Do I say that the new stuff is Mutter and it's Madatul, the old stuff, first side of the Gemara? Oh, lo or not, not means that maybe I say that the seventh year is asr, the eighth year is mutter, but the eighth year can't be mavatl, the, the seventh year. There's no bittl. And the reason why you can't say bittl, the Rosh says, is because it's not a random mixture. <clears throat> bittl is, you know, a little bit of the trefa juice falls into the kosher rice. You know, okay, we'll say, we'll say bittl. But but here, it's it's a natural growth. And a natural growth, you can't nullify. Right? If, you, if you have a growth, the seventh-year bulb was planted and now it developed into a bigger bulb, so you can't view that as something which can become nullified by the new growth. Now, that doesn't have to mean, though, that the new growths are us. Are, are, are awesome. That's where the ron and the rosh are, are splitting. In the ron, it's very black and white. Either the new growths are mutter and they're mavato, or they're us. Awesome. But in the rosh, there exists a third possibility, that, 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 that part of that bulb is, is awesome and part of the bulb is mutter. But the Iran didn't have any such side, and we'll see as we go through the Gemara. We'll pretty much assume like the Iran; it flows a little bit more e- easier in the Gemara. But they stay consistent for sixty or seventy? Yes, we're gonna hit one of those cases tomorrow, I believe. Okay. All right. So the Gavar says, "As the didn't know. He resolved it from the following source. have an onion of truma that was planted, so it has the status of truma. Let's say you know it's also non-kosher, so on and so forth.'" So you, 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 you replanted. For Ikra, now you have new growth, which is bigger than the root. What's the law? Mutzur, the whole onion is, onion is permitted. Meaning, when we say permitted, we mean it doesn't have the status of truma, and therefore it's to koanim. Now, you have to tithe it, right? But before you tithe, you can have a little snack. That's the halacha. So the point is, even a non kohen could come along and, and eat it. So what do we see? We see the new growths that are coming out of the truma onion are not truma, but to the contrary, they're chulin, and we see that the, 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 the hulin status is going to be mavato, the original Truma status that's in the, that, that's in them, and therefore, the same way I see there, we could say the same thing about Shemitah, the same way the new growths from the, from the Truma onion are being mavatal the Truma, so too the new growths from the eighth year, mavatal the Shemitah status, so the Gemara says, okay, sounds like this Amara Holt, right, very clearly, the new growths are their own thing, and they're mavatal the original status. You, you left the opinions of two Ram and you follow the opinion of one, meaning you're right. Rabbi is a source that you go after the new growth and the new growth of to the Old. You're right. But I'll show you two, two that's one name, Rabbi I'll show you two other Amoram who disagree and they hold that growths are always like the source and automatically oser if the original source is oser. What are these two opinions? Who are these two people? Let's say I have a young tree and it's grafted into an old tree. So let's understand, a young tree here we mean that it's within the first three years of its life and that's called Arla, right? So what's happening, what's happening now is that some sort of thing was cut down and it's grafted into another tree that the fruit was, doesn't have an Isra Arla. So you're combining the two things. Now, Uba peros, there was fruit on the young tree at the, at, the, at the time and it had a din of Arla. So what's going to happen now? What's gonna happen now is that these fruits, which have a status of Arla, are going to grow more because of the contributions of the, of go, of the way it's grafted into the, old, into the old tree. So again, let's just go over the case. You have a young little Arla tree, the fruit are growing, there awesome. You can't eat those fruits. Now, I cut off the branch with these fruits and I grafted into an old tree which has passed three years. So now these fruits are gonna grow larger. What's making them grow larger? The, 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 this older tree that it's now being grafted into. Those growths are not going to be Arla growths. So, so, so now what's confusing is that I'm going to have some growths in the, in, the, in the fruits that existed while they were still Arla. But I'm going to have new growths that are coming at from post-its grafting, which are coming from a non-Arla tree. So what's the halacha? Even if the, tree, even if the fruit got 200 times bigger from the old tree. In other words, if post-grafting it is 200 times larger than pre-grafting. So this is like way beyond any share of betel, right? Clearly the majority here is from the post-grafting. What's the halacha? Asr. The fruit is osser. What's the pshat? So it sounds like the idea is that we look at the new, we, we say that the new growths are not able to be mavatal what originally was. Fakert, we say that the, 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 the fruits were originally arla, so any new growth, even though they're really coming from the old tree, but they, they, they automatically assume the status of what the acre was. So this, clearly this is a, one source, one opinion, one name that we do not say rabu dulan all Eker. Now the Gemara says the second opinion. We have another case. Let's say an onion that was planted in a vineyard. So when I plant an onion in a vineyard, what happens? That becomes Kalayim. And if it becomes keliah then it's osser, Then what happened was in that the vineyard was uprooted, but the onion continues to grow. And it eventually grows even 200 times the size that it was when the vineyard was uprooted. So there's definitely more sufficient growth in the size to create the bittal. There's no vineyard. The new growth should be considered permitted growth. What do we say? Oser. The onion, nevertheless, is oser. So here as well, what do we see? We see that the, the new growth is not able to... Um, we see that the new growth is not able... To uh, to be mavatal. So let, let, let's just go over what happened here. We had our you say the sikkah about the onion that was planted during shemitah and then replanted and uprooted during shemitah and then replanted in the eighth year and there's more growth in the eighth year. We wanted to know is it mutter or asr? We want to know the, are the growth since the majority being Mavatal it is the is eighth year onion or do we say fakeder it's the seventh year onion because the source was the original bulb of shemitah. That was our question. But what happened? We we brought one. Let's just go over like the the, the structure of the suki the outline here. We brought a raya from Rabbi Rabbiani said the, the onion of Truma, which was planted, which was replanted, and now there's more Gedulim, even a non coin could eat it. So we see lenient that it's allowed that the new growths are Mavato. But then we said there's two people who disagree. What the two people disagree in the two cases one was a scenario of Arla, where we say the new growths of Arla remain, the fruit remains Arla, even if it grew much more after it was grafted into a non Arla tree. So we see the new growths are take on the sort, like the source. And then we had another case of an onion that was planted in a vineyard and then the vineyard disappears and it grows a lot more. We still say that the fruit is also, meaning we still, we say that the growths automatically are like the original status of the thing. So it's a two against one, but these two, the names that we've just given seem to say that the new growths are always like the source. So the Gemara also coming to Rav Ami. eventually Yishma came to Rav Ami again. Now, he brought another source. I have a litra of untied onions that somebody was masaking A litra is a certain weight. So the reason we're speaking of weight is because then it will be clear how much is new growth. So there was originally a litter of weight from the onions that somebody was mishak and he fixed it. He took off trimmer of the then he replanted it. What's the halacha? Now, that when you're taking off trimmer of you have to calculate it against the entire new crop. Meaning, when it has new growths, you're going to say that it's not new growth of fixed things. The new growths are required to take off trimmer of from. Now you say... You have to take off, let's say, Miser is a 10th. You have to take off a 10th, not only the new growths. You have to take off a 10th of the new growths and this, including the size of the thing that was, that was already there. So you are, let's say you had uh, one litra, right? One litra was already fixed. And now it grows to uh, another nine litras. So now I have a total of 10 litras. So when I go to take off a 10th, have I take off 10% of the new nine litras? Or do I have to take off 10% from 10 litras? And we're saying, yeah, you have to take off from 10 litras. What's the pshat that one litra was already tithed? The pshat is, What's occurring is, is that since there are new growths that come that are larger than the amount that was already fixed, the new growths that are high of to be tithed come along and overwhelm the original status of something, their mavatal something in, in, in its status being tied, they they give it a shame that well, that it's 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 obligated, it's tavel, and therefore you have to take off you have to take off trimasamaisros from that part as well. Now the gemara tomorrow we're going to see is going to analyze this. It's a very it's like a super We're going to see it's very hard to understand how there could be bittel to require trimasamaisros again. You already took off trimasamaisros. We're saying since there's new growth and the majority of the entity now did not have trimasamaisros. Not only does it require terms of mass taken off from it, but it requires in the proportion from what was already fixed. It's a very interesting employment of Bittel. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But Akhopatam, that's what the Gemara is saying today. We see that the gedula mama ma that ikr. So the Gemara says, Doma lechumra shiny. That's not such a... Pr- so in other words, which way would that direction go? That you say that the gedula mama ma the ikr. So too by the, by the onion that was planted during the... Se- that, and uprooted during the seventh year and then replanted in the eighth year and there's more, you would say it's ma it and it would be mutter over there. So what the Gemara is saying is no. Doma lechumra shiny. Maybe it's different over there because we're machmer. Meaning we're splitting now and bringing a new variable. When we want to say that new growths should come along and be mavatal, is that going to make a leniency or a stringency? In our case, with the onion that was replanted in the eighth year, it's going to create a leniency. It's going to be a status of an onion of only the eighth year, which doesn't have any restrictions of Shemitah. Here, in our case, when we say that the onion, these lichu of onions that, are, that were already tied and I replant, and there's more that's untied from the new growth, and we're saying you have to take off miser from everything, they're the pittles being employed to say you have to take off more tremors and So maybe we only say Rebbe a al-Eker and it when it's used as a chumrah. But to be meko with it, we don't necessarily have a source. That's the point of the Gemara. So after all is said and done, we're gonna stop here. We haven't really reached a conclusive end to our question. When I have growths that come out from something and there's more growth, but it came from something which had one status, what is the new thing? Round again, black and white. Is it all going to be like the majority and therefore it's all going to take kind on of like the new stuff? Or do I say that by definition, since it came out of something, it's always going to be like that original thing. And that's a question which we're still in the middle of resolving, but we haven't reached a conclusive end.